Hello, and welcome to another episode of Crimes and Witch Demeanors, the paranormal podcast where we get to the truth behind your favorite spooky tales. I'm your host and lovable librarian, Joshua Spellman. If this is your first time tuning in, I advise you not to. That No, that doesn't sound right. I advise you to go back and listen to another episode because this is kind of like a special bonus episode. So please, I implore you, if this is your first time, go back and listen to something else. This episode is going to be me telling my personal ghost stories, so it's not going to have that kind of historic deep dive that we normally do. But it's going to be spooky, it's going to be weird, and you're probably going to think I'm crazy. Which, spoiler, hi. Just wanted to say I got my second dose of the vaccine, and I'm so glad I'm doing this episode because it laid me out for like three days, fever of 102, uncontrollable chills, just complete delirium. My brain is cooked, it's fried, it's toast. So (laughs) glad that I'm doing this. And I hope you are too. It's a little bit of a break from the normal stuff, a little bit more fun, a little bit more casual, a little bit more spooky. And you're going to see another side of me because you're used to me being incredibly critical of all the stories that we read and being like, oh yeah, okay, ghosts. So you think that I've probably never had any paranormal experiences, which couldn't be further from the truth. So you're going to see a totally different side of me today. There's no really good intro to get into my stories, but there are two main stories that I'm going to tell. And I just forgot that I have to go grab a book because one of them is about a dead lady who gave me a book. I'm already sounding nuts. And also the story of the red lady, along with a smattering of other stories that you need just for context to kind of understand Uh, You'll see it. Okay. So a little bit of background that's kind of important to these stories, I guess, is that sometimes I just know things. I don't know how I know them. I just say them and I know them. They are things that have either happened in the past or are going to happen in the future. So this is the part where I already begin to sound nuts. And I also dream things a lot and not in like the sense of like, oh, I dreamt it and then it happened. But like I dream it and then I tell someone about it and then it happens. So I'm just going to tell a couple instances of these knowing of things because they kind of feed into the ghost stories that I'm going to tell. They usually begin with this instance of knowing something, this precognition, if you will. So one example is just like an off-the-cuff thing I said. I was driving with my stepmother in the car and we had passed this house and it was actually her friend's house. And she was like, oh yeah, my friend, let's say Frank lives there. And I don't remember saying this and I don't know why I said this, but I did. I said, It's a nice house, but I feel like if I lived there, I would end up killing myself, which is just a really weird thing to say. And I don't know why I said it. So a couple of days went by and I got a phone call from my stepmom and she was like, Josh, are you a witch? And I was like, yes, but what do you mean? Why are you asking me if I'm a witch? And she was like, you know, my friend Frank, whose house we drove by the other day. And I was like, oh, yeah, the one with the really weird vibes. And she said, yeah, well, Frank actually died that day. What? So it turns out that Frank actually died by suicide the day that we drove by his house and I said that. So I don't know if he had already done it and I just picked up on those vibes, but it was really weird and I don't know how or why I even said that. I barely remember saying it. I just remember the awful vibes I got. Another example of this would be the time that I had a dream about, it was actually my ex at the time, we'll call him Liam. Um, I had a dream that I was in an asylum and I was looking at charts and one of the charts was Liam's chart. And on the chart at the bottom, written in big letters and underlined was, make sure Liam takes his medicine. 
but it felt urgent and it felt real. And when I woke up, I was like, do I text him? You know, texting an ex is never great. But I was like, Liam, just letting you know, I had this dream. You should take your medicine. And it turns out that Liam was actually out of his medication and he was going to wait until the weekend to get it filled. And after I told him, he was like, "Okay, maybe I should get my medication filled. So hopefully that averted a crisis. So like that's just a couple instances. One time also I gave someone a tarot reading and I was like, I think you're going to have a baby. And she's like, that's weird. I can't. And then two weeks later, she was like, "Um, guess what? I'm pregnant. Am I psychic? Who knows? So do I have some kind of gift of clairvoyance or clairsentience? Possibly. Am I just really good at observing my surroundings and picking up on subtle things? Maybe. Who knows? Regardless, this does have to do with the stories I'm going to tell you today, including Liam. Liam is going to be in one of these stories and he's a pivotal character. So the first story I'm going to tell is that of the Red Lady. Here's the deal. When I first started high school, my brother, my mother, and myself moved into a new house. It was a built-out Cape Cod-style house, and it was two floors and a basement. And the stairs going up stairs, that's redundant, always kind of gave me weird vibes. It was this kind of a steep staircase, and the hallway upstairs was most of the second floor was just a hallway. The stairs went up, it was like the wall right at the top of the stairs, and then the hallway kind of wrapped around, and there was a railing that went around the staircase. But when I first came into the house, when we first went to view it with the realtor, I came to the staircase and I had this vision in my mind's eye. And it was as if I was laying at the bottom of the stairs looking up. My whole entire vision was covered in red. It was like if you took red cellophane and put it over a camera lens or something, or like rose-colored glasses, I guess. So it was a, a weird vision that I had in my head. And when we first moved in the house and for all the years I lived there, I did not like being in that staircase or that hallway. I was just, it, it weirded me out. I would like hold my breath when I went upstairs. I don't know, but maybe for good reason. Weird things would sometimes happen surrounding the staircase. One time my mother and I came home. She had picked me up from a friend's house. And I went into the living room, which the living room wall is the staircase, if that makes sense. And I went to turn on the light and the light wouldn't turn on. And I was like, why won't this light turn on? So I kept like hitting the button, flipping the switch, like nothing was happening. And then all of a sudden the light finally went on. And as the light turned on, I heard creaking going up the steps upstairs. Not like my cat, my dainty little cat going up, but heavy footfalls going up the stairs. I was so scared, but I looked and there was nothing there. Another time my mom put a very large, you know, one of those like gallon pots of water on the stove to boil to make a bunch of pasta. And she had just put it on, turned on the stove and came to the living room where I was. And we started talking. And all of a sudden we heard this laughing coming from the kitchen. We ran into the kitchen and obviously there was no one there, but the pot of water she had just put on the stove, I crap you not, it was a rolling boil. Now, I don't know much about thermodynamics, but that seemed pretty darn impossible. Now, after a few years of living at the house, we had my cousin, her husband, and her two children come to stay with us. Now, you might remember me briefly telling the story in the episode about children and ghosts. So my cousin and her husband were staying in our basement and her two children were staying in a room on the first floor. Now from this room, it was right at the foot of the stairs. From the room, if you sat in the doorway, you could see up the stairs. Now these two kids, I 
I'm sorry. I mm, they were a lot. They would not sleep. They just screamed a lot. And ah, but one night they were not going to bed as per usual. And I came downstairs and I was like, can we go to bed? I need you to relax. Like, why are you still up and shouting and talking? And they said, well, we want to go to sleep, but the lady on the stairs keeps watching us. Excuse me? The lady where? The lady on the stairs keeps watching us. And I was like, okay, all right, um, go to bed. Okay, good night. So I just closed the door and that was that. And then a few weeks later, something weird happened again. I was in my bedroom, which was at the top of the stairs. And my brother comes running into my room and he was like, did you just go downstairs? And I was like, no, I've been up here working. And it turns out he was in the upstairs hallway and he had his arms on the railing. If he looked over his shoulder, he could see down the stairs. And what happened was he was there talking to his girlfriend who was in his bedroom. He heard someone going down the stairs and he turned and looked and he saw a woman with long white hair in a nightgown walking down the stairs. Now that does not match a description of anyone in our household at all. Why he thought it was me, I don't know. I had an undercut at the time and I definitely did not wear nightgowns at the time. So why he thought it was me, I don't know. Maybe he was just trying to explain it. But he had seen this woman, long white hair and a nightgown. Remember that. So I, being the person that I am, tried to get a little bit more information from him. I asked him to describe the nightgown, describe her hair, so I can kind of get an idea for the era that she kind of existed in. And it turns out that it seems like she was from the mid to late 50s, maybe early 60s, but most likely the 50s. Now, this has made my research on the house hard because right now there is no public access to the census records from the 50s. I do know who owned the home, but the problem there is I don't know who lived there. My hypothesis is that this woman was the owner's mother, but I don't have any evidence at the moment until those census records are released that she actually lived there at the time. So it's like, okay, I guess we know that this ghost is a woman, which became more apparent later. So I ended up moving out of that home and moving someplace with my boyfriend at the time and then ended up moving back after our furnace at our apartment exploded and we didn't have any place to live. And we were like in my old bedroom, which again, you can see into the hallway from the bedroom. I didn't tell my boyfriend at the time anything about the ghosts or ghost rather at the house. And that night we were sleeping in my old bedroom on a mattress on the floor and from the floor you could look out into the hallway and the hallway door was open. The next morning my boyfriend's like, yeah, I hardly got any sleep, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, that's weird. And he was like, yeah. And I woke up and I saw an old woman in the hallway. You what? He just casually said, yeah, there was an old woman in the hallway and she was looking in the bedroom and watching us sleep. I was like, well, okay, that's creepy, but I guess the ghost knows we're back. All right, we're almost done with like the piecemeal experiences from this hallway. One other time I was in the hallway and I was just overcome with this emotion, just like this really intense sadness. And I just started crying, uncontrollably crying, sobbing, hyperventilating. And I do have anxiety, but I don't cry often. Like people who know me know that I like, I keep my cards close to me or whatever that expression is. I don't really show my emotions too much, but I just uncontrollable crying. No explanation for it, but I felt like it was the old woman on the stairs. I did. I don't know how to explain it. I, I just felt like I was picking up on her vibes. 
So flash forward a couple years and I decide to bring my boyfriend, different boyfriend, Liam actually, over to meet my mother and see my hometown. So after a day of doing things, I think it was actually the day we went to Devil's Hole, we came back to the home and he was in the living room with my brother, his girlfriend at the time, and my mother and myself. We're all just chatting and, you know, it was time for bed and we go into the bedroom and start to lay down. And he was like, is by any chance your grandmother passed on? And I was like, no, my grandparents are still living. I mean, my great grandma has passed on. Why are you asking about this? Well, there was someone standing behind your mother and I was just wondering if it was possibly her mother or her grandmother. And at this moment, I was like, huh, could this be the red lady? So I asked him. Liam, can you describe what this woman looked like? I think I might know who it is. Yeah, sure. It was this older woman. She had really long white hair. She was wearing a nightgown and she was dripping in red. Dripping in red like blood? He was like, I don't know if it was blood. It just seemed like the color red was just dripping off of her and pooling on the floor. And now this just kind of took everything that I knew about this spirit at the time. It took the color red that I saw when I first moved into the home. Took that. Took the exact description that my brother saw of this woman in physical form. And that was was her. Unfortunately, there's no good ending to this story. That's kind of where it ends. I moved away shortly after. And my brother still owns the house. He hasn't seen anything. But he recently had a baby. And this ghost seems to like children. She's not a bad entity. I think she's a little bit sad, but for the most part, she's really protective, especially of children. So that is the story of the Red Lady. I have done, like I said, some digging into the house, but again, just because of the way that records are stored for retention and privacy purposes, I can't see exactly what I want to see. The house was built in the early 50s, and yeah, before that, the land, I believe, was farmland. There's one old house on the block that, on the deed, you can see they used to own the whole area. So this next story is about how a dead woman gave me a book. So my sister is now a real estate agent, but she also likes to, I'm going to say garbage pick. She likes to collect treasure, I guess she would like me to say. Hello, Aaron, if you are listening. And we went out to the country to a farm auction with my sister and her girlfriend at the time. She'd never been to a farm auction. They're really interesting. They do auction off livestock, but they also sell lots of really random things, just like piles of trash and people bid on them. And when I said piles of trash, I mean piles of trash. You want some barbed wire and an old antique chest? It's in a lot bid on it. So I was there because I was going through a bad breakup and I needed the distraction. And what's more distracting than trash and treasure, which is what the story is all about. So the auction had ended and she received a phone call from someone. Now she sells the treasures that she finds. And so she also frequently frequents, (laughs) oh my God, she frequently frequents estate sales and she has connections. So she got this call from this guy who was like, this estate sales over. There's still a lot of stuff here. Do you want to come and check it out? And she's like, is it okay if we go? Now I was feeling pretty down and I kind of just wanted to go home and curl up in a blanket and be depressed and sleep. But I just said, Yeah, we can go, but I bet all that's left in this place is some old spring-loaded rocking horse in the basement, but let's just go. We all hopped in the car, started driving back to the city, we get to this estate cell, and we go inside, and we're looking around on the first floor, 
There's a bunch of stuff, but nothing that's really interesting. And my throat started to feel really, really tight. I wouldn't say it felt like I was choking or being choked. It felt more like there was just a real lump in my throat. So I started clearing my throat a lot, rubbing my throat. And my sister was like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, my throat just feels really weird. So she's like, don't worry, we're going to be out of here soon. Let's just go in the basement and see what's there. My sister, her girlfriend, and I all make our way downstairs. Now there's a bunch of tables like piled with books. There's random piles of treasure. We'll say treasure. We're not going to say trash. And there's a couple rooms that were just kind of off to the side. So naturally, me loving books and learning and whatnot, I make my way over to the books. And as I start looking through these books, I hear my sister's girlfriend go, oh my God, Josh, holy sh! what the f***? And I was like, was everything okay? So I ran over to her and she was in one of these rooms off to the side. And there was only one thing in that room. And that was a rocking horse, but not any old rocking horse. It was like I had said earlier, a spring floated rocking horse, if that makes any sense. It was a rocking horse, one of those ones that are like on bungees, like springs, and they kind of like are suspended in the air. That's weird. That's what I said would be here because when the state sale was mentioned, I had seen that in my mind. And it turns out when she called me over, I had just picked up a book. And it was a book, which I actually have right here, called The Crystal Healer, Crystal Prescriptions That Will Change Your Life Forever. Now, the book is really like corny looking and it's very new agey, which despite being into the paranormal and stuff like the new agey stuff, I don't really get great vibes from it. It's like a lot of cultural appropriation and just white people seeking validation of some kind, but I digress. So I decided, hey, I'm just going to take this book. It seems like it's a sign. I was holding it when my sister's girlfriend saw this rocking horse and I like rocks and crystals, so why not? I took that. My sister ended up not taking anything. There wasn't really anything at the estate sale that she was interested in. And we all get in the car and we start driving home. And I start flipping through this book. Notice there was marginalia. There was little notes and stars and stuff. And these were the things that were starred right here. Holding turquoise to the throat area can help the vocal cords, which is weird because I had like this lump in my throat. And then if you go over another page, there's another thing that's starred and it's thyroid gland disorders. So I thought it was really strange that while I was in the house, I felt like there was a lump in my throat, and it turns out that this person, or her husband possibly, had throat issues. Was I picking up on those vibes? I don't know, but the rocking horse thing, you gotta admit, pretty weird. So those are my two main stories. I'm just gonna tell another one that's kind of fun and lighthearted. Of course, this is gonna start out with death, as ghost stories do. But my stepmother's father had passed away and we were going to the house to clean it out. Now, her father was a pack rat, a hoarder, no exaggeration. The basement literally piles to the ceiling that if they fell on you, could kill you. So after a day of going through everything, you know, finding out what's trash, what's not, we were all congregated in the living room and the family was talking about a vase or a vase that they were looking for that they couldn't find. And as they're talking, I was like, what about the vase on the refrigerator in the kitchen? And everyone's like, there's a vase on the refrigerator in the kitchen. I was like, yeah, it's in there. And then as soon as I said that, there was a crash and we all got up and ran into the kitchen. And what was sitting in the middle of the kitchen floor, but the glass vase that I was talking about in the middle of the kitchen floor, at least five feet from the refrigerator, sitting literally upright, just sitting there on the floor. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's the vase I was talking about. Is that the vase you're looking for? And the family was like, no, it's not and awkwardly went back into the living room. 
I stayed behind and I was like, thanks. I guess this isn't the vase they were looking for, but thanks for trying to show them. And I like picked it up and put it on the kitchen counter because I couldn't reach the refrigerator. So whether that was his ghost being like, he's talking about this vase, or if it was me somehow being poltergeisty and just getting frustrated that no one was listening to me in some kind of telekinetic, psychokinetic thing, who knows? But it was a weird thing that the vase made it not only to the middle of the floor without breaking because it was glass, but it was sitting upright. It was pretty weird. So I hope that you enjoyed these ghost stories of mine. I hope you didn't mind that this episode was a little bit different. And by a little bit different, (laughs) I mean a lot of bit different than every episode. Again, if this is your first episode, I hope to God that you stay with me. This isn't the norm. Usually there's a lot of history involved in this podcast. Next week, we're going to be covering a pretty cool, true, crimey story that I'm excited to tell. I haven't researched it too much, but I found it. And then June is coming up and everyone knows Pride Month is June. Ooh, I'm sure you're sick of it. But do you want to hear about queer ghosts? Because I do. At least I want to talk about queer ghosts. It's one of those things where minority groups don't really get a fair chance at their stories being told, even their ghost stories being told. But I recently found a book that kind of doesn't even tell the stories. It kind of just lists haunted places with queer ghosts. So I can still do a lot of research because this person didn't do a lot of research. But I found some queer ghosts I want to talk about for Pride Month, which would be pretty cool. Hope you're into that. If you're homophobic, why are you listening? You can hear that I'm like super gay, right? And also asexual. So, you know, like calm down, get out of here. Just kidding. We welcome everyone here, just like death welcomes everyone there. But also no homophobia, transphobia, or racism on this podcast. Thank you. So if you enjoyed this episode, even though it was different, if you're on Overcast, hit that little star to make me a star or whatever it does. I literally have no idea. If you're on Apple, because that's your thing, leave me a review. That would be really fun. Uh, There's some exciting news coming hopefully next week if everything goes according to plan. So today's episode has been recorded differently than usual. It's going to be processed differently than usual, and I hope it sounds better please let me know on Instagram or something. Shoot me a message if it sounds better than previous episodes because I went through a lot of trouble to do this for you, okay? The things I do for love. Anyways, as usual, always take a book from a dead person. Even if you're not going to read it, just take it. You don't want to piss off the dead. Don't watch people sleep. It's weird. And as always, stay spooky. Bye. Thank you.